Peter Parker is struggling to balance his double life as a mild-mannered photographer and as the heroic vigilante Spider-Man. The woman of his dreams is with another man, his best friend wants revenge against Spider-Man, and his scientist idol, Otto Octavius, had an experiment go tragically wrong, causing him to become the evil Dr. Octopus. It's a lot for one person to handle, and it's causing Peter to doubt his powers and wonder if he could ever have a normal life in the critically acclaimed 2004 sequel, Spider-Man 2. I'm Connor Gary. I'm Colton Jenkins. And this is Filmgasm. Welcome to the Filmgasm Podcast. Uh, Colton, this episode was your pick, and I assume it came from how blown away you were by Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, um, I didn't listen to the episode you put out about uh, Across the Spider-Verse because I wanted to hear it from your mouth firsthand about how you felt about it, but no joke, and I will not be apologetic. I think, personally, Across the Spider-Verse is the best superhero movie ever made. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That is high praise. Uh, yeah, it certainly set the bar. It's uh, it's very um, ambitious, very exciting, very emotional, very yeah. unforgettable, and animated just incredibly. One of the most well-animated films I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so, yeah, yeah for I sure. Think- it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a huge success. It's already doubled its money in like two days, which is pretty incredible. And uh, I'm looking forward to part three. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I um, I couldn't. I didn't think they could get better than the first movie. But like, as soon as in the beginning of the movie, when Gwen hugs her father and her like room lights up, that was. I knew that this movie was special. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to spotlight some scenes too. But you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody out there who wasn't expecting to hear about Across the Spider Verse. Here, go oh, check out. Well. <laughs> yeah, Caleb and I did a uh, first thoughts on Across the Spider-Verse a few days ago. Go check that out if you want to hear what we have to say. But uh, suffice it to say, it was it lives up to the hype. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man and Batman are the two superheroes I pretty much grew up with mm-hmm. and had, you know, watched all the movies, had the comic books, had the video games, had action figures like these were these are my go to guys. And Spider-Man, I think more so than even the X-Men movies, showed that Marvel superhero movies not only don't have to suck, but can be fucking awesome. Because at the time, like DC controlled the film market for quite a while with you know, since the 70s with Superman. And then in the 80s with Batman, Marvel had Howard the Duck in 1986 <laughs> and uh, Blade in 98. Apart from that, like, they had a failed Fantastic Four movie in the 90s that never even got released. And then X-Men came along, was a huge success, and that opened the floodgates for Spider-Man. And then, you know, we got Daredevil and Fantastic Four and yeah. Elektra and Ghost Rider. So it wasn't smooth sailing. Punisher. <laughs> Punisher, yeah. But then we got to, you know, the MCU and the rest is history. But, you know, Spider-Man's one of those films that laid the foundation for Marvel to grow as a film company. And 
Raimi delivered a pretty solid trilogy. You know, people I've got my you know people have issues with Spider Man three. I get it. I, I I like it more every time I watch it. But that yeah, first man. viewing in two thousand seven, I was pretty damn disappointed. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I they watched it. Mm-hmm. They did Venom dirty, man. They really they fucked up Venom. They really did. That w- that wasn't Sam Raimi's fault though. That was the studio saying you're putting Venom in the movie. And oh. Raimi's like, I want to do Sandman and the, the second Green Goblin. And they're like, great. You're also doing Venom. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do it. And they're like, shut the fuck oh. up. You're doing Venom. So that's why Venom feels so, you know, shoved into that movie. No. Uh, eventually, we did get a decent Venom. So I'm willing yeah. to, I'm willing to forgive now. <laughs> yeah, people give uh, the Venom movies shit. And I don't understand why. Like, they're goofy, but they're. They're good. Venom is goofy. Like he's vicious, but there's no way to do that character and not make it weird. I mean, I'm I'm just happy they were able to make a decent Venom movie without Spider-Man. And Tom yeah. Hardy is a big part of that. And just, you know, embracing the weirdness of this character is the only way to go. So, you know, go for it. I'm very excited for when they do eventually meet. I really hope we do get to see that someday. That would, that would be awesome. <laughs> we got cock teased at the end of Venom 2 and uh, yeah. never got never got that one. So here's hoping. I hope I said this recently. I think it was on the Across the Spider-Verse episode, but I I hope Venom 3 and Spider-Man 4 are the same movie. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Just release it twice. You'll make it double. <laughs> it'll, it'll be called it'll be called uh, Spider-Man 4 Venom 3. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would admire like the balls it would take to release a film with that title. <laughs> uh, um, so before we get st- really started here, I um I wanted to focus my question on one specific character in this franchise, Mary Jane Watson. So after I'm, I'm assuming you've seen these movies multiple times, you're very familiar yeah. with these films. Yes. Do you consider her? In the context of the three Raimi films, to be a good person. No, she is such a horrible person, man. She jumps from guy to guy. And like she knows, like at the end of Spider-Man of this movie, she knows what she's getting into. She's like, I don't care that you're Spider-Man. I want to be with you. And then the third movie, she gives him shit for being Spider-Man. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Make up your your mind. It's awful, man. I read a post once that pointed out that she at she in this film in these films she has a problematic attraction to power. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Like let's go through her men from 1 to 3. Who do, All right, first up, Flash Thompson. Most you know, str- you know, most popular guy in school, athlete, presumably pretty strong till Peter Parker punched him across a hallway. Yes. Who's who's next? Harry Osborn, son of famous billionaire inventor Norman Osborn. He's clearly got money. One day going to have power. Cool. Who's next? John Jameson, famous world famous astronaut, son of a great newspaper man. Clearly, you know, successful. And who's next? Fucking Spider Man. Yep. Yep. It's like holy shit. I no no disrespect to Kirsten Dunst or her performance. She's she's good. The character is horribly written. Yeah, as just a terrible, like, partner because she's you know Mary Jane in the comics and you know MJ in the Tom Holland trilogy, very supportive, helpful, 
always, you know, in his corner doing the right thing. Yes. This Mary Jane is totally, you know, just manipulative and in it for, I mean, she, I feel bad for John Jameson, who's clearly in love and she's just using him to hurt Peter for. Yeah. He reasons. was like the, he, he was the most like, I don't know, not background character. He was just completely oblivious to everything that was going on. He's just, uh, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. That poor guy. <laughs> he, he's the movie wants you to hate him. Cause he's not Peter, but he's not a bad dude. Like he's a nice no, guy. He, no. he doesn't deserve to be left at the altar like that. I was hoping, cause I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the comics, he's a, he's a pretty big villain. I know he's a villain. I just don't know who he becomes. He's the man wolf. Okay. Yeah. He, he finds a gem on the moon that turns him into a werewolf. That's right. Yeah. Uh, would have been cool if the villain of part three is like all of her hurt boyfriends. It's like Harry, oh John Jameson is the man wolf. Flash shows up as Venom. That would have been cool, actually. Honestly, that would have been cool. Yeah. Isn't um isn't that one where like J. Jonah Jameson realizes that Spider-Man is a good guy or something when he fights his son? Or there was one where there's an alternate universe where Spider-Man is J. Jonah Jameson's son or something like that. I don't know. Probably. I know there's a there's an issue where like Peter reveals his identity to Jameson and all of a sudden Jameson's like in his corner. He's like, ah, Parker, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Yes. But, yeah. There's a there's variations. They they, you know, what if stories and all that shit, they they go all over the map. Uh but I've always had a, a problem. I, I always feel like Peter can do better in these movies. He definitely can. And dude, in this movie when she tells her boyfriend to lay down on the couch so she can kiss him upside down that was gross dude and i was like you don't fucking pretend that he's spider-man that's gross he doesn't even like he's completely unfazed like whoa i'm back on the moon yeah (laughs) read between the lines (laughs) ah yeah i obviously because it's you know it's Spider-Man. He's going to end up with Mary Jane, but he should have he should have been with uh, his neighbor lady, lady who brought him a piece of cake when he needed it the most. I know, man. She was so nice. Yeah. She's clearly into him, too. Like, not even hiding. Oh, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. Ah. Anyway, I just I, I couldn't <laughs> think of a good question for Spider-Man. And I was just like, let's just tear down Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to do it. God damn it. I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah. What makes Spider-Man one of your top two? Why Spider-Man? Hmm. I Well, I, Caleb and I kind of went through this in the Across the Spider-Verse episode two. It's it's the relatability. No. he He's just a guy who happened to be bit by a radioactive spider, happened to get these powers, and wants to do the right thing. And he's not rich. He's not, you know an alien he's not all powerful he's just a kid from queens with a shitty photographer job making it paycheck to paycheck while also saving the city and i just i like that i like the idea of just some guy stepping up and doing the right thing which is what a lot of marvel's characters are about dc's characters are mostly just like gods who are destined for glory but marvel's characters are very much like accidents who want to make something out of it yeah exactly and i like that yeah, I agree. I like um, 
I also like how, not to be like edgy, but out of most Marvel superheroes, he goes through the most. Like he's the one I feel like struggling with some of the hardest shit people have to deal with. Um, and it's like a big deal. Like his secret identity. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of other superheroes whose identity is as big of a deal as Spider-Man's, but I can't think of any. Um, because people will go after his family because just of how wholesome Peter Parker is as a person. Well, I think that happened once in the Civil War arc where like Iron Man forced him to reveal his identity and people yeah. immediately attacked Aunt May. Yep. Ah, he had to fake his death and everything too. Damn. Mm-hmm. But I like, you know, like you said, Spider-Man goes through some shit. You know, he loses a lot of people. He struggles with relationships, with career, like because Spider-Man is always the calling he can't ignore yeah but he's always doing it with a smile he's always optimistic about it like he doesn't let the tragedy break him yeah and that's another thing that i really like about spider-man yeah his jokes too man like they're so good he doesn't (laughs) shut up and i love that about him one of my favorite like little pictures i saw was um iron man and batman having a cash fight where they're like throwing money at each other and in the third panel, Spider-Man swoops in and starts picking the cash up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I read somewhere once that Spider-Man uh, got published like by accident. Hmm. Uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby made the first like Spider-Man comic. I think it was Amazing Fantasy number 15. They were giving it to the Marvel chiefs and they were like, Spider-Man, this sounds stupid. We don't want this. They they won't even look at it. So he snuck it into the next issue of X-Men that they were going to review. Ooh. And when they were reading it, they suddenly started reading Spider-Man and like, huh, this is pretty good. And the rest is history. That's awesome, man. (laughs) Yeah. Became the face of the whole company. (laughs) Because he he fucking deserves it, dude. (laughs) I I saw somewhere that um, there's like a rule when like creating characters. It's I don't I think it's called the silhouette rule, I think. But if you have a character who has a, if you can identify them with their silhouette, you've created a good character. But the thing that's cool about Spider-Man is his silhouette is so plain and ordinary. Like anyone can see themselves in Spider-Man, which is, I know it's like a big like theme of the Spider-Verse trilogy. Um, But yeah, I just think that's so cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, what is it? The, uh, the suit doesn't make the man, the man makes the suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it is cool. There's so many different versions of the character, so many different versions of the costume. And I like that the Spider-Verse movies are getting to show these these versions, which is cool. I never knew about Indian Spider-Man before. Yeah, he he was cool. He was cool. Do you have a favorite suit? Ah, favorite suit. Um, I've always really liked the Scarlet Spider. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, Yeah. I love the idea of a clone who just decides to be his own person. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I I like pretty much every version of the character that I've seen. Yeah. It's all even Spider Ham. I have a affinity for. <laughs> my favorite one though was in my my current favorite one in, was in Across the Spider Verse, and it was Peter Parked Car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like this spider mobile or something. He had to have a car. And then they were like, wait, why the fuck does Spider-Man have a car? (laughs) I nothing in terms of like ridiculous 
vehicles for superheroes, nothing will ever beat the Thanos copter. What I had, I, I did not know that was a thing. Oh boy. Okay. In the seventies, they, you know, these were weekly stories. They had to get them out fast. So they weren't always top quality. <laughs> you can't write a masterpiece in a week. You can't do it. Oh, so God. there's a couple issues where Thanos is attacking New York and, you know, the Avengers defeat him and he's like, curses. I'll get you next time you meddling heroes. And he takes off in this helicopter <laughs> that's called the Thanos copter. It says Thanos on the side. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. You can see it in the background of one of the episodes of Loki. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. That's great. My all-time favorite panel. It might be from the same series of issues. Thanos getting arrested by the NYPD. <laughs> they are literally <laughs> leading him away in cuffs to a no, squad car. Oh, man. This guy who can rip the universe in half with a snap of his fingers is getting arrested by two, two cops. <laughs> pride of new york city baby if endgame ended with thanos getting arrested and like put in rikers greatest movie of all time <laughs> it ended the way monty python and the holy grail ended <laughs> they break it up like everyone before, go home. before the two armies can meet the fucking cops show up and just start arresting everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would have been wonderful dude <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> hmm. All right. Let's get a bit into uh, the production history here. Uh, pretty straightforward yeah. production. Uh, Spider-Man 2 was greenlit almost immediately after the first one came out. Columbia and Sony were like, yeah, we're, we're making more of these. As um, they should. Yeah, pretty obvious. Sam Raimi returned to direct. The entire cast reprised their roles. There was no recasting in any of these. It's the same people throughout, which is surprisingly rare for for movies like this, usually there's like one or two people who don't want to come back. No. Uh, the story went through several drafts, including one where Doc Ock is a young man in love with Mary Jane. They decided not to do that. No. Uh, I think basically they were going to combine Doc Ock and the John Jameson story into one char- character who like assaults some burglar, like some thugs and freaks out Mary Jane. Hmm. And uh, this was interesting. There was another one where he was the creator of the spider who bit Peter in the first film. Ooh. Yeah. Doc Ock was the guy who was making those genetically engineered super spiders that nobody in that facility seemed very concerned about. Dude, I, I just watched the first one and they were like, hey, one of them is missing. And he she's like, oh, they're probably working on it or something. I don't know. But anyway, let's go on. Let's move on. I feel like if you're at, you know, if you're taking a field trip to the genetic super spider lab, and one of the genetic super spiders is missing. That should probably be cause for alarm. Yeah, man. My favorite thing about the first movie is where Peter Parker, a, a very smart scientific child or teenager or you know 30 year old playing a teenager. He gets bit by a spider at the genetic superhero, you know, genetically super engineered spider place and doesn't tell anybody <laughs> doesn't tell his teacher doesn't tell the scientist doesn't tell his aunt and uncle keeps that shit to himself doesn't go to the hospital and he wakes up with a with with eight pack abs he no longer needs his glasses yeah you think that and also his reaction just like oh sweet nice dude yeah yeah and then he like parkours down the stairs yeah 
And then I saw a supercut where like the parkour, but then he like kicks Uncle Ben in the face. It was funny as hell. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> there, his whole that whole day is him like finding out like, huh, webs are shooting out of my arm. Huh, I can walk up walls. And he's not like a, alarmed at any of that. Nope. And he's like, whoa! Yeah, yeah, like, now. Yeah. I love that. He's like, oh shit, I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Wouldn't it be funny if he, like, you know, he still becomes Spider-Man, but he's allergic to, like, the spider bite, so he has, like, anaphylaxis, like, this whole time? (laughs) I would love if he never figured out the web-slinging, and he's just constantly leaping across New York. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they were, Doc Ock was the, the scientist who made the spider. They decided to not do that, made Doc Ock a a colleague of Dr. Connors who was working with Harry and, you know, just your average scientist. I'm so upset he wasn't in the, in the movies. They even like show, like when they show Dr. Connors, they mentioned him in the first movie and they mentioned him in the second movie or he's actually in the second movie and he's even missing an arm. Yeah, they weird thing is like uh, Raimi's original treatment for Spider-Man four also did not include the lizard. What, 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 what was he going to do for the fourth movie? It was going to be the vulture and the black cat. Mm. Uh, John Malkovich was going to be the vulture and uh, Anne Hathaway was going to be black cat. Like they were well into produ- like into pre-production before they decided to cancel the film. Damn, man. Yeah. And weirdly, you know, Anne Hathaway ended up playing Catwoman. So kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but still no lizard, like four movies and no, no lizard. That's just not cool. Yeah, I know. I thought I saw somewhere that they were going to like finish off like they were going to give each of the Spider-Man a movie again. Nah, that's just wishful thinking. I don't think that'll ever actually happen. Which sucks. Yeah. Um, I always assumed, you know, for four, that little piece of venom that Dr. Connors kept, that was going to be his like binding agent for his lizard serum. And that's what was going to turn him into the lizard. Yeah. That one was yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> All the pieces are right there. Like it was, per- it was perfectly set up for a lizard movie. And now we got the Amazing Spider-Man version, which isn't too isn't bad. It's just it's not it's not the lizard I wanted. Yeah, no, he's kind of cheesy in that movie, honestly. Yeah. Well, also it's like you know, I I waited three movies for Dylan Baker to be the lizard. Like, I I like Reese Ifans, but you're not who I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, would have been cool if in, in No Way Home, like the lizard who gets sent to that dimension is Dylan Baker. Oh, dude, that's what that would have been sweet. That would have been, oh, man, that would have been so cool. No. <laughs> um, ultimately, Raimi consulted with screenwriter Alvin Sargent on a story that explored Peter in the midst of an existential crisis, drawing inspiration from 1980s Superman 2, mm. where Superman is. You know, wants to be Superman, but is also in love with Lois Lane. And because made up movie reasons, he can't do both and uh, gives up his powers right when General Zod and company show up to take over Earth. And uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Superman 2 is pretty good. Uh, but I always wonder, like, you're the superhero with powers. Can't you, you know, protect her from the yeah. bad guy? I mean, look. look Mary Jane's already getting kidnapped before she even knows Peter Spider-Man. She's already in danger all the time. Yeah. You live in New York, man. Which is always a small, 
small city in these movies. It's like everybody knows everybody. All the bad guys are already connected to Peter Parker before they even yeah, become bad exactly. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I always find that funny. I've been to New York. Like It is a very big place. You do not yes. run into the same person like three times in one day. That's not going to happen. Exactly. It's very big, but also like the amount of shit that, that happens in the Spider-Man movies, nobody would live there anymore. If, if supervillains were real and we're constantly taking over cities or stealing, you know, nukes and threatening to blow shit up. Everyone would move to the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. The cities would be barren. It'd be like escape from New York. Nobody would, <laughs> nobody would want to live there in a place where, you know, the green goblin can just throw a pumpkin bomb at you and the whole goddamn crowd disintegrates. Yeah, man. Who, no, dude, who the fuck, who decided to let this man make a son in his lab in Manhattan? I, there is no like there's no, you know, oversight committee on this. Like there I know I feel like don't you have to get permits for a fucking fusion bomb? <laughs> I mean just pitching that idea has got to be like no, you do that shit in a field somewhere. Exactly. You don't do that, don't do that in Midtown. Holy God. Like, no, no, no. I'm not miscalculating. This sun is gonna be fine. Like even if it had succeeded. The, like smoothly, there's still a giant, like a sun in the middle of New York City. Exactly. That's I, <laughs> it is fun. There was no long term goal here. There was just make the sun. And <laughs> yeah. I, I did not think beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do love how just completely unprepared everybody was for that scenario. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that though. <laughs> So I have some interesting uh, trivia here. Okay. Toby Maguire very nearly didn't reprise his role as Peter Parker. Oh shit! What? It was very close. Like they had already recasted close. Oh man! Uh, so he had initially signed a three-picture deal back in two thousand, but on the set of Sea Biscuit, uh, an old back injury flared up and got way worse. And uh, Ramy learned that if Maguire would. Uh, if he injured his back again, there was a very good chance he was going to end up paralyzed. So Oof. they didn't want to take the risk. You know, he was too, he wasn't, he wasn't insurable. So they were like, maybe we should go ahead with somebody else. So they cast Jake Gyllenhaal as, oh, shit, as man. Peter Parker. And the reasoning, one of the studio execs said, they look so similar. No one will tell the difference. Okay. People will tell the difference, but okay. Yeah. I was thinking that too. It was like, no, they if you watch more than one film, you can realize you can see that they're not the same person. <laughs> exactly. I will say though, that is good casting. That is good casting. Yeah, 2004, Jake Gyllenhaal definitely would have been a very good Spider-Man. Yeah. But 2019, Jake Gyllenhaal, way better Mysterio. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so thankfully, Raimi ultimately decided to keep McGuire and give him the time he needed to heal properly before starting production. And uh by the time Production rolled around, rolled uh, back around. McGuire was fully healed. He even did some of his own stunts. And they uh, they put a joke to his back problems in the movie. Yeah. And he falls off the fucking building. And it's like, you know, my, my back. back. Yeah, it became a joke. I also love in that scene that Peter has not had spider powers for a while. And instead of like, I don't know, maybe trying to leap across the yard or something, he goes straight for apartment yeah. building. 
Yeah, he, he he and then he jumps off again and then he fucking fails. I want to know how he hasn't gone to the hospital yet. Yeah, that should have fucking killed him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I get it if you're falling off a building and you're Spider-Man, but when you're not Spider-Man, you're just a guy falling off a tw- like a 20-story building. Exactly. Yeah. He should have died. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of injuries in these movies that people just walk away from. I Except uh in the third one when James Franco fucking Man, that head injury. Every time I see that scene, I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck that! When he when he he's flying and he hits his head on the on the beam and he like does a fucking flip. Oh, I watched Spider Man three uh, earlier today, and I had forgotten how many times he gets hit in the head in that movie. A lot, like at least four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, three. I want to do a full episode on Spider Man three at some point because there's yeah. so much to unpack about that. It's a good movie and a terrible movie at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah. So before landing on Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus, Raimi considered several actors, including Ed Harris, who probably would have been a little too intense. Yeah. Chris Cooper, who would later play Norman Osborn in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, very briefly. And... Christopher Walken. Bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one, man. Not going to lie. The power of the sun in the palm of my, my hand. hand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. 100% worth it. <laughs> oh, shit. But Alfred Molina ended up getting the role. I like that across the board for the villains of all three movies, Raimi went for character actors over movie stars. Exactly. Yeah. Gave us great characters. You know, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina and Thomas Hayden Church were all perfectly cast as their as their characters. And then there's Topher Grace as Venom because the studio was like, you need Venom. Awful choice there. I know it ruined Spider-Man three and that 70s show at the same time. <laughs> who who would you have played Spider-Man in that time period? Uh, well, I'm good with Toby, but sorry. Uh, okay. I thought it's what you, I thought that's what you meant, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> sorry. Uh, for, all right. Oh, Oh seven venom. I'm thinking, you know, my familiarity with Eddie Brock at that point was the Spider-Man PlayStation one video game and the animated series that was on uh WB or Fox, one of those. Um, so Brock was a beefy, big dude, not yeah. this lanky little slime ball. Like I, I think I'm thinking like uh, Thomas Jane, maybe that would have been good. Thomas. Yeah. Jane would have been good. He would have been cool. Uh, I think I would have just, I would have made, I would have, uh, the guy who played J- John Jameson in part two, I would have made that character Eddie Brock Ooh. and given him a big reason to hate Peter for part three. Oh man, that would have been good. Mm-hmm. He's already got beef with Peter. Then he finds out he's Spider-Man. He's like, I'm going to destroy this guy. Like the pieces are there, but Raimi famously did not like Venom. He did He never planned on using Venom. He liked the classic 70s, 60s characters. He didn't Venom showed up in the 80s. He didn't want to use Venom. But Venom was popular, so the studio mandated it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> the movie definitely would have been better if Venom wasn't in it. 
But I wonder, like, would he still have had the the black suit or no? Probably not. Uh, I mean, without the black suit, we've already got, you know, a compelling story. We've got Sandman killed Uncle Ben and we've got Harry is the new Green Goblin. So either one of those makes for a good movie. I think yeah. together, I don't know. But uh, it should have just been Harry. Like we were building up to a Green Goblin, too. Like we, we he should have been the villain for the whole movie. Yeah. And then at the end, when he like turns into a good guy and shit, I'm like, okay, whatever. It is. Turns into a good guy because Mr. Butler has been keeping his mouth shut for quite some time. Yeah. He could have solved that problem <laughs> day one. Yeah. Yep. The second he's like saying, you know, Spider Man's going to pay, Bernard probably should have been like, no, it was your dad. He did it. Mm-hmm. So much heartache, so much grief could have been spared. I, I love that Harry doesn't like say that. He's like, really? Like five years, you just keep your mouth <laughs> shut. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, Spider Man 2 was a colossal hit, grossing $789 million on a budget of $200 million. And this is back in 2004 when that was a very successful film. I know it didn't hit a billion dollars, but films used to be successful before that. Uh, it was nominated for three Oscars at the 77th Academy Awards, winning one for Best Visual Effects. It was also up for Best Sound Mixing, which it lost to Ray, and Best Sound mm-hmm. Editing, which it lost to The Incredibles. But uh, Spider-Man 2 is the first Marvel movie ever to win an Oscar. So pretty sweet. Damn. Yeah. Has not ha- I think the only two, Black Panther and Black Panther Wakanda Forever are the only other two. Marvel does not win a lot of Oscars. Do you think uh, Across the Spider-Verse will win one? Oh, sure. Into the Spider-Verse also won one. Never mind. But, For best animation? Oh, yeah. It's without a doubt. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Pixar could do whatever they want. They're not going to win. this. They're not no. going to beat this. No, no. <laughs> like I, I, I was watching. I, I saw it a second time. And watching the trailers that they show before, you know, they got Elementals coming up. They got that weird Kraken movie coming up. I'm like... These fucking movies don't stand a chance, dude. Yeah, that teenage Kraken movie is uh is odd. I yeah. You know what trailer really... that I'm pumped for though is Look. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That looks good. That Mutant Mayhem. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> eh, the animation know. looks cool. You have to admit. It does. Yeah. It does. I just, I as we've established with the episode we did a long time ago and will release in August, I don't <laughs> give a fuck about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, the film Spider-Man 2 has an IMDb score of 7.4, Rotten Tomatoes score of 93%. Critics' consensus reads, boasting an entertaining villain and deeper emotional focus. This is a nimble sequel that improves upon the original. Nimble, odd choice of words, but you know what? Sure. It is a great movie. It's considered um, one of the greatest comic book films ever made. It set the bar. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I know. I, I think I've, I've said um, that I don't agree that the dark Knight is as amazing as it gets credit for. I think Spider-Man two is better than the dark Knight. I think that's just me. It could it could be my own bias of loving Spider-Man, but it's so good. I'm constantly in the middle of a torrid love affair between 
Spider-Man and Batman. I don't know who I love more on the today. It's Spider-Man tomorrow. It might be Batman. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love all of it. I just enjoy that. I get access to all of this great content. Yeah. Yeah. Life's fun when you, you know, when you go to the buffet, you know, try some shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, let's give this film some awards. This is going to be really fun. Okay. We have the Quentin Tarantino Award for the best line of the film, the Thomas Newman Award for the best music moment, the Philip Seymour Hoffman Award for the best performance, and the John Carpenter Award for the best scene. So uh, why don't you start us out with your Tarantino best line? What do you got? Best line. So I was going to go with, I think, probably the most famous line from the movie, you know, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. But after the context of all three Spider-Man movies and uh, No Way Home and everything, the last line that um, Doc Ock says in the film, he says, I will not die a monster. And then he, you know, sacrifices himself and he starts, you know, dr- uh, drowning that line, dude. That line is so fucking good, especially now knowing what I know. He doesn't. He doesn't die a monster. He redeemed himself. That's such a powerful line. Even on even the line on its own, you know, him sacrificing himself and saying that, that's it's such a good line. It's it's my favorite line in the movie. Nice. I do love the the moment in No Way Home where Toby gets to meet Octavius again, and the line exchange is similar to their first meeting, where you know how how you been trying to do better, like ah, so great, so great. No Way Home is ah a testament to what you can do with a, with a film really. Um, yeah. I, it took a while for me to realize in this movie, you know, cause I saw this when I was a kid and I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, ah, Doc Ock's the bad guy. What are you doing? <laughs> you grow up and you're like, no, he's mentally split by the artificial intelligence that took over his brain. And now he's finally in control again. This is Otto talking, not Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause every villain of the, Sandman is the only villain of the, of this franchise to be completely in control of his own actions. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Cuz Goblin, you know, Osborn's corrupt like possessed by this weird evil force. Ock is controlled by the tentacles. Yeah. Eddie's poisoned by the Venom symbiote. Yeah. Harry's, you know, been misled. Sandman's like, oh, I got sand powers. I'm going to rob some shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only villain that isn't a psychopath. No, he's actually just, you know, he he has a lot of pain and regret and guilt, and he just wants to help his daughter. It's actually a yeah, pretty good character. Yeah. He's a small time thug who gets incredible power. Yeah. You know, in the comics, Sandman gave up a life of crime and joined the Avengers. Did he really? At one point. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder, like, in a world where, you know, you can create performance enhancing gas that turns you into a power, like a super powered psychopath, a scientist builds artificial intelligence as just a, you know, get past a roadblock so he can make a mini sun. Like, he completely glosses over the fact that he just, oh, by the way, I had to build artificial intelligence first. Yeah. Like, it's almost like saying, you know, like, you know, and the machine gives you cancer. So I had to cure that before I went ahead and yeah, exactly. went further, it's like just ignoring all these giant ass breakthroughs. 
But in a world where that's possible and a guy can like get, you know, biologically, like molecularly, molecularly, I feel like I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't like it. Doesn't sound right, does it? No. Molecular, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Turns into sand. Yeah. You think you could cure any disease. Yeah. Yeah. Like easily. Yeah. But I guess they're not rich enough. I, you know, what I would have done with Sandman, you know, trying to get his daughter healthy at the end of the movie. I would go really quickly over to Harry and say, like, hey, write me a check before you die. Write me a check. I, oh, I, I gotta help this guy. I gotta help this guy. Oh, uh, man. Because I bet you Harry did not change his will before he went over to help Spider-Man because Peter's getting nothing. Yeah, Peter isn't getting shit, dude. <laughs> no. You know who's getting everything? Fucking Bernard. <laughs> yeah. Bernard MVP right there, though. <laughs> um, all right, so good line. The uh, I will not die a monster. It is. I love a good self sacrifice, even though you fucking did this, Otto. Yeah. Uh, would that work though? Could you just drown the sun like that? I feel like that wouldn't work. No, no, not at all. Nah. Like there's still a sun at the bottom of that river. Yeah, like I've I've used magnets underwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part of the river is off limits. <laughs> Yeah, just like biohazard. Like, how are they yeah. gonna? This is it's still there. Like in Spider-Man Three, it's still there. Just no one's talking about it. They didn't win this movie. No, should have no. launched that fucker into space or something. I don't know. There, there was no other solution. They didn't have Iron Man, so they did not. Could have strapped it to a goblin glider and just put it on autopilot. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, I went with something a little funnier. Uh, little Jameson. That guy has the best fucking lines in this entire franchise. I yeah. love J. Jonah Jameson. It's towards the beginning of the movie where Peter's trying to sell some photographs of just like, you know, the lighter side of New York. And Jameson's like, you know, what is this crap? Like, I want pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> and they're like, we need a we need a page one. And he's like, all right, here's your page one. Food poisoning scare sweep city. And Hoffman chimes in. Some food got poisoned. And Jameson's like, I'm a little nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> I just love his the, the, the delivery and his like commitment to journalism right there. Like, just fuck it, we'll make up a food yep. scare. Mm -hmm. I, I just love that. Like, I'm a little nauseous. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, funny stuff. Um, I like. I really like uh, Aunt May's speech about like the hero inside all of us that inspires Peter to get back on the horse yeah a lot of people in, uh, interpret that scene as aunt may basically telling peter like i know it's you so stopping a little bitch put on the mask yeah like yeah. come on i feel like as soon as he disappeared in the bank she caught on because she never is like why did you leave me in the bank <laughs> yeah she definitely knows and then i also think his doctor knows just the oh, way yeah. he was like he was like he was like, oh your friend's having dreams about being spider-man okay <laughs> Thank God for doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, also all those people on the train who are... Yeah. You can never do that scene today because everyone had their fucking phone out being like, oh my God. Yeah. Remember when we used to have some goddamn humility? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, the more I watch this, the more I'm like, yeah, Aunt May knows, but she's not yeah. telling Peter, so he doesn't worry. Does he tell her in the third movie? No. 
Yeah, she, then she has to know. Like, yeah. I I mean, look if if you showed up like somewhere I was, and you had a mask on, but you were talking to me this close, I hope I'd recognize your voice and be like, "Yeah, I know it's you." Like yeah, everyone who exactly. knows Pete, everyone who knows Peter and is talking so close to Spider Man, how do they not recognize his voice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know that's just part of the mystery. Um, the Thomas Newman Award, the best music moment. What do you got? Opening credits. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is such an iconic theme song. Yeah, and it goes on. It, it's a pretty, it's pretty long, but you get the whole song. It's it gets every major theme in the movie in the opening credits. That's it. I love a good opening credit sequence, and they're slowly starting to die. They're not in TV yeah. that much. They're not really in films that much anymore. I like to set the stage with, you know, so-and-so presents a blank production. I like that shit. And you props know, to Elfman for creating not just one, but two iconic superhero themes in his lifetime. So fucking good, dude. Beautiful. You know, had great opening credits. What? Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're still there, but now they're like an artistic gamble. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, I love the opening credits. My favorite opening credit sequence of the trilogy is Spider-Man 3. I just, I love the addition of the Sandman Ooh. theme, which I always thought was the Venom theme because of the way the black, the black sludge or whatever is in the credits. Yeah. I think it works better as a Venom theme, but you know what? That's, nah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> I just, I think that that really adds to the music. Um, I did not go opening credits, but although I do love the opening credits. Uh I went with a bit called The Goblin Returns. And it's at the end of the movie where Harry, now despondent about the fact that his best friend is the man who killed his father, starts hearing the cackle of the Green Goblin. And I, no matter how many times I see this movie, I get chills. And I'm just so excited because Defoe shows up and is like, hey, avenge me. And I love that. And the music starts building and it's the familiar Goblin theme as Harry finds the material. He finds the performance enhancers the glider the bombs the mask and you're like oh shit goblin's back it's, yep. it's so great i love that music the goblin theme is one of my favorite villain themes of all time that that's pretty good yeah actually <laughs> great shit um but yeah spider-man's theme is, is great it's very heroic very uh very cool uh it's got a good soundtrack too there's some good music like some good yeah needle drops in this movie some very you know sad early 2000s rock for like a lonely guy doing his best in new york <laughs> yeah that that scene where he's like he's like okay fine i'll be peter parker again it's like that scene is so dorky when he like that montage of him just being normal and yeah. seeing all the cops run and he just takes a bite of the hot dog my yeah. favorite my favorite part about that whole sequence is the newspaper article that says crime up 75%. Yeah. <laughs> How many people died so Peter could have that hot dog? I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Also, like, are the NYPD just not doing anything since Spider-Man's apparently taken over? I don't know. So, like, crime had to go up when Spider-Man appeared? Or did it just go down and now it's back to normal again? Like, how busy I, I, is Spider-Man? <laughs> I don't. I feel like the uh, you know the crime rate surges when the superheroes disappear. Yeah. So, but like when they show up, I imagine 
or I don't know, maybe Spider-Man doesn't strike the fear in the hearts of criminals like Batman does, but I'd rather get punched by the guy in the bat suit than the guy who can lift a fucking house. <laughs> Did you know that? I, I, I think I told you, you know, Spider-Man pulls his punches. Yeah. Cause otherwise he'd be punching people's heads off. Yeah. There's a, when Doc Ock becomes Spider-Man, I don't remember how it happens, but he does. And there, he has a moment of realization. He's like, Oh shit, this kid is pulling his punches. I'm the superior Spider-Man, right? That, yeah. that comic arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to read more comics. There's just so fucking many and I have no idea where to start. Yeah, there's a lot. I got lucky. My dad collects them. So I, I always stole his. You'd get mad at me every time, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> when I was about seven, eight years old, first grade, my mom and I moved to Frederick, Maryland, to an old Civil War era house that turned out to be really haunted. But Oof. um, yeah, that's a whole other story. My mom got attacked by a demon in her sleep. Oh my god! What the fuck? Hold on. Let's talk I, about. I, I found that shit out later. She didn't tell me at the time. I found out. Oh my that, god! Like, we moved out soon after that. Holy like, shit! Found out the place used to be a goddamn Civil War hospital. Oh my god, dude! Like, I remember seeing shadows in my room and being afraid to like to sleep looking towards the left side of the room. I always had to sleep looking at the window, and I I don't remember why. I just remember I had to. Oh fuck that, man. But anyway, where this is going, um, in the basement, when we moved in, we found like six giant boxes of comic books. Oh, man. So that became like the foundation of my comic collection. I have a big comic collection. I just have never read them. You weren't worried that the comics are also haunted? I mean, I have seen weird shit every place I've lived in. So that's the only thing I've really kept from that house. So maybe (laughs) (laughs) that would explain a lot. Oh shit! I I haven't thought about that. <laughs> uh, cool. So <laughs> next, uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman Award, the best performance. Who wins the movie? Um, I was gonna say J.K. Simmons, but solely due to the fact that he is in almost every Spider-Man thing now. You know, he was in the Sam Ra- Raimi trilogy. He was in the Homecoming trilogy. He's in the I think he's in the game. He, you know, he's in, he's in everything now. Um, I don't, I don't think that'll be fair. So I chose Alfred Molina as Dog Dog. He's one of the best villains we've ever gotten in a Spider-Man movie. Um, and Tomer Wire is fine, but he's not. He's not my favorite Spider-Man. I, I'll get into who my favorite Spider-Man is later. He's my favorite Peter Parker, but he's not my favorite Spider-Man. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Molina kicks ass. He was a great choice. I love. His transition from respected, no, like you know, noble scientist to full fledged psychopath, and you believe it. It's uh, it's a great performance, and uh, I love that he does. You know, turn around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too. He's just too good. It might yeah. be the best casting of a comic book character of all time. Yeah. All three of these movies, he is just lights out hilarious. I, I wonder how much of his lines are improvised because they're just perfect. Yeah. My favorite one is still from the first movie. It's when uh he's debating with Peter about Spider-Man being a hero or a menace. And Peter's like, you can't print that. That's slander. And Jameson's like, it is not. I resent that. Slander is spoken and print it's libel. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he's like... um. I, th- I think it's in the second movie. He says, uh, "He's like, I'll give you, I'll give you one fifty. And Peter's like, 
no, I want 300. And he's like, outrageous, done. <laughs> I love the little, like, can you pay me in advance? And that, like, sarcastic cackle he gives Peter. You serious? Yeah. Hey, for what, standing there? <laughs> yeah. So good. At the end, when, like, his son gets left at the altar, he tells his wife, call Deborah. Yeah. And her? Tell her not to open the caviar. <laughs> I love the guy. But also, you know, in the first movie, when Green Goblin shows up and demands to know yeah. who takes the pictures, Jameson does not give Peter up, even though Goblin's about to kill him. Yeah. So right there, he shows his true colors. Like, he is a good person. He just loves being a dick. Yeah, exactly. Because Peter was right there. He could have been like, oh, that guy right there. Yeah. Like, no loyalty he, to at that point. He, like, sold him, like, two photographs. But Jameson, you know... He is, he's not that kind of guy. He's got he's got integrity. Mm-hmm. And I love when in, th- in the third one, he immediately fires Eddie for faking the photograph. Yeah, exactly. Like, he he could have easily said, you know, no, I got my picture. Sp- everyone hates Spider-Man now. I won. But he's like, no, you did it the wrong way. You cheated. Fuck you. Get out of my building. Yep, exactly. He's a journalist, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, when he showed up in No Way Home, he was a full Alex Jones crazy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a damn shame. I was hoping for more old school Jameson. Yeah. In no way. That is him <laughs> in the games, right? If if I'm not wrong, I don't think it is. I remember looking that up. It's it's not him in the games. Fuck, man! It sounds just like him. Just it is, however, him in Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, I I knew that. Yeah, yeah. He had, he was in there, but no, it's not in the games. It's just a very good sound alike. Damn, man. Yeah. Shit. Um, I know. I was I was disappointed. I'm excited for this for Spider-Man Two. I can't you know, the game. I can't wait. Neither can I. I'm I am um, I'm actually playing the game now. I didn't beat it the first time it came out. I um I got to where did I get? I got to uh, like as soon as you start playing as Miles, and I stopped playing. So I have so much game left, and I don't know why I stopped. <laughs> you got that, and you've got the Miles Morales spinoff game to play yeah, I too. Know. Yeah. yeah. I I 100%ed both because I was just so excited. Yeah, it's so it's so good. I'm I'm not. It's not just because I'm like on the coattails of Across the Spider Verse, but Miles Morales is slowly becoming my favorite Spider Man. Like very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's certainly you know a popular character now, like more than he's ever been. I'm sure he'll get his live action debut at some point soon. He is. I just read an article today. He is getting one. He's getting a live action one. And so is Spider Gwen. Sweet. Yeah. I hope it's Emma Stone. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Tie that shit together. (laughs) Everyone always forgets the Garfield movies. Like they count too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not, you know, the most popular guy at the party, but I'll talk to him. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Uh, the John Carpenter Award, the best scene of the movie. What's what's the best scene of the movie? This was fucking hard because the whole movie is good. But I think a moment that captures the essence of Spider-Man's relationship with the city is when he's being carried after he saves the subway train. He's being carried and they set him down and like gently. And then the guy's like, oh, he's just a kid. And then he wakes up and the kids bring him his mask. I think that's the best scene of the movie. Yeah, it's a great. It really does. Yeah, find his relationship with New York. Every movie's got a moment with that. Like in the first one, it's when the, they attack the goblin on the bridge, and you know, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. 
Yeah, ah. there was even one in um in the Amazing Spider-Man when all the crane people put the cranes together. Yep. Yeah. New York loves Spider-Man. Yeah. They hate the X-Men though. Like because well, the X-Men fucking destroyed their city. Yeah, all right. In, it is weird though in the Marvel, like in the movies, because they're separate universes, it makes sense. But in the comic books, the same people who love the Avengers hate the fucking X-Men. Yeah, it's like, like if, yeah. if you're born with it, you're a monster. If you get powers later in life, you're a hero. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Uh I can't wait to see the X-Men be part of this grand yeah. design. I don't know who like I don't know who I would pick to play Wolverine though. That's a hard role. And he's done, I think. Well, he's Deadpool 3, then he's done. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot he's in Deadpool 3. God damn yeah. it, man. We get one more. Uh, <laughs> I My pick's Carl Urban. I think he would be a fantastic Wolverine. He would be good, yeah. Uh, But, you know, I mean, it's not just Wolverine. In the comics, Wolverine was not, you know, the face of the X-Men. Like, he was part of the team. The movies made Wolverine the face of the X-Men. Yeah. So I'd love to see the rest of the characters get some time to shine. Like I want to see Cyclops have, you know, more than yeah, a couple got... of dialogue. <laughs> Cyclops is gonna be tough. Um Professor X and Magneto are gonna be tough to to cast as well. I've heard rumors that um of course, you know, the Deadpool 3 rumor mill is just, you know, constantly going. But the latest one is that Halle Berry, James Marsden, and Famka Jansen are all reprising their roles in Deadpool 3. So Storm, Cyclops, and Jean Grey oh. might all be back. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. I'd love a passing of the torch kind of thing. You know, the old team ushers in some variants of the new team or something. Yeah, I'm sure Wolverine's in there like that because of the multiverse stuff that they're doing now. Yeah. So there's, there's sure. going to be a new Wolverine. Yeah, this will just be, you know, it. it's like the claws of yours now, bub. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scene I went with is... Uh, I call it the birth of Doc Ock. It's the mm. hospital scene. Yeah. Where the no none of these doctors took a pulse, first of all. And no. uh they're just about to cut into this man. <laughs> uh this clearly not dead man. He's still pink. Jesus Christ, yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the claws or the tentacles, the arms, whatever you want to call them, start just killing doctors like they just take yeah. on you know they take control of octavius's body and it is pure raimi it's like straight out of evil dead it yeah, is so great <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah. even the, the camera angles the, everything yeah <laughs> when it goes into like the camera lens of the tentacle that that reminded <laughs> me of, of just evil dead like when the vines were following people yeah, yeah. When the camera zooms in on the chainsaw it's like yeah exactly <laughs> fucking ash right there i was i got so excited that that, that had awesome. to be intentional, right? Like that was, yeah. Sam okay. Raimi, yeah, it's his movie. He did Evil Dead. He did he did Spider Man. He's yeah. not going to accidentally make an Evil Dead sequence in Spider Man Two. <laughs> uh, Is this Campbell in Spider Man Three? Yeah, he's the maitre d at the French restaurant. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Table for two. Pecker. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool bit of trivia in Spider Man Four. They were gonna. He was gonna reveal that. Bruce Campbell was playing the same character in all three movies, and it was Quentin Beck, Mysterio. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, the movie was going to open with Spider-Man taking down Mysterio. And it's Bruce Campbell. How fucking cool would that have been? That would have been fucking dope, man. Ah, but yeah. Um, 
I just love the scene where yeah, the tentacles just kill all the doctors and Ock wakes up and is like kind of delirious, like not really sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um love that sequence. Um uh, I love the first fight between Doc Ock and Spider-Man at the bank. Yeah. The bank that has giant bags with dollar signs on it in the vault. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Looney Tunes Bank. Scrooge McDuck over here. But um I also love that I mean Otto Octavius didn't get like super strength through some thing, some accident or something. He's just a guy with yeah. tentacles welded to him. So like getting punched through the bank into a parked car would probably kill him. Yeah, and he was just like, oh, okay, all right, let's keep trying. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's a great sequence. Um, I love the train fight. That's so good. Uh I love the party scene, like where Peter goes to, you know, the the celebration of John Jameson, and it's like the oh, worst night of his life. Like, yeah, man, his friend breaks up with him, his girlfriend with another man getting yeah. proposed to him. I don't know why at some point Spider-Man didn't just go over to Harry and be like, hey, let me explain what happened. Yeah. Like he just lets Harry fester over this for a long time. Even oh. when he finds out he's Spider-Man in this one, he's not like, listen, your dad was evil. He tried to kill me. He was like, look, we don't got time for this right now. Like say something, please. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, and that's, I just love how many bad things happen to him in that scene. Like, first off, he can't get an hors d'oeuvre because people keep snaking it yep. from him. Uh, he can't get any good pictures because he let his le- he left his lens cap on at that one moment. MJ accepts a proposal just to hurt him. Harry gets drunk and slaps him in front of a hundred people. He tries to take a drink that's empty. Like Jesus. Peter. <laughs> Awful. Now. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, any other sequences you wanted to spotlight from them? Uh, oh, real quick. The the test, the fusion test, the first test that turn, yeah. you know, fries ox chip. That is done so well. It really That's, is, yeah. Especially the death of his wife. That was that was so oh, vicious. Oh man. That was that was rough. Yeah, that one. And then the scene right after that, when it's, you know, it's him realizing what he has to do now, realizing that he's evil, hearing the tentacles talk to him. I never I never really understood why the tentacles were evil. Just I figured it out. This this watch, actually, I finally figured out what was going on there. So they're programmed solely to create this machine. They don't care Uh... what like how that has to go down. They don't care who gets hurt in the process. Their primary function is build the fusion device. So oh, now yes. he has to do that. And in order to do that, they have to control Ock because you can tell he's not on board. So they poison his mind, you, you know, by taking it over, by being stronger than he is and build the machine. That's that's all they want to do. It's all they need to do. Oh, damn. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. AI always has a primary directive. This is it. Oh, man, that's that's creepy. That's scary. Yeah. Again, this wasn't even his biggest thing that he made that day. It was the <laughs> AI. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> ah, I love that. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Another Glass scene is just him throwing the glasses down when he realizes he doesn't need them anymore. That was, I thought that was really good. I love that. <laughs> Ock goes to to Harry to find, you know, to get the tritium. Harry's like, I'll make you a deal. Get me Spider-Man. Go find Peter Parker. He'll tell you where he is. Ox plan 
is throw a goddamn car, car yeah. into the cafe. He doesn't know Peter Spider-Man. He doesn't know he's going to no. dodge that shit. Yeah. Like, what was what was phase two of this plan? Bring him back to life using AI. No. Fucking maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I love that. Um, Yeah, great movie. Uh, a lot of cool yeah. stuff. Well, let's take a look at what Letterboxd has to say on our next segment. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? So Spider-Man 2 is rocking a 3.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Pretty beloved. That's that's fantastic. I have four reviews for you here. Uh, some funny stuff, some interesting stuff. Let's get into it. This first one's from Wes. Here's something you don't see anymore. The opening action sequence is a guy trying and failing to deliver pizzas. It's almost incredible how Sam Raimi understands perfectly the friction between Peter Parker and Spider-Man, going to such depths to portray his turmoil that it's almost uncomfortable to watch. Even if you took out the superhero elements, you would still have a compelling drama about a young man trying to make it in the world. It's the superhero movie. Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. But I love that. If you take out the superhero stuff, you've got a compelling drama about a guy just trying. You got a guy trying with a really shitty love interest <laughs> yeah, trying for the wrong woman and i never thought i'd say that about peter parker and mary jane yeah <laughs> um we didn't talk about the whole opening pizza sequence i love that yeah that's so good yeah also there's a pizza place every 10 feet in new york city why does why do they deliver to the like to the one 42 blocks away why, why would you order minutes it's free that's why oh, sons of bitches that is why yeah. assholes I was in my head. I'm thinking no one would ever do that. That didn't even that didn't even occur to me that somebody would would do that. But fuck. Yeah. But now you're not allowed. Now they have like, you know, location and they're like, oh, no, you're too far. Which is probably a good idea. Twenty nine minute guarantees. Also, you have one delivery guy. You I know. Yeah. (laughs) I have so many holes about the pizza thing but just give the guy a break you ordered eight pizzas he shows up like a couple minutes late and you're just gonna go nope it's free now fuck you and peter just accepts that he's like ah he undoes the the bungee cord he's like okay (laughs) you know there's a pizza mini game in uh the spider-man 2 game (laughs) i know i had that as a kid i found it at goodwill recently actually i'm gonna play it again soon I remember that. I remember hating that, like, you know, every time you flipped, the pizza would get a little ruined. Yep. So annoying. (laughs) I love that the voice, like, the entire cast voiced their characters in the game, like, all three games, Ah, which is pretty sweet. You don't get that a lot. Even Bruce Campbell made an appearance in the first Spider-Man game, at least. (laughs) Yeah. I love, like, they added, like, Shocker, Rhino, Kraven the Hunter, Scorpion. Like, they really went all out with those games. Mm Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever played the Spider-Man 3 game? No. Venom's death in that game is fucking ridiculous. Is it Basically, the same? No, it's not. Not even close. Oh. He gets knocked off the building and like gets impaled on some rebar and just kind of dies. Oh, my God. Yeah, that shit would never kill Venom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking wonderful, dude. Um, my next one is from Justin DeClau. My Spider-Man is a huge fucking loser. Five stars. 
Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he is putting himself in this situation. Like, I can empathize. Like, yeah, you know, the woman you love is, you know, loves you back, but you can't be with her because if anybody found out who she was, she'd be in danger. But then I'm like, but like I argued earlier, she's already in danger all the fucking time anyway. What's different? What would change? And also, this Spider-Man gets one villain at a time for the most part. So I feel like. Yeah, that's yeah. Considering how he has like he's almost killed by Sand Sandman and Venom in part three, there's no way Toby Spider-Man could ever handle the Sinister Six. No, dude. Fuck no. Nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, I wish they'd done like. I wish Ben Affleck's Daredevil had shown up in one of these. I mean, he's right downtown. It's too ambitious. I know for 2004, that's too much. Yeah, I like I like the line though when he when they're coming up with names for the new villain and they're like Doctor Strange, and it's like I love it, but it's taken. <laughs> yeah. I love I love that Jameson's the guy who names all these assholes. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Um, next one. <laughs> I forgot I put this one in here. <laughs> um, this one's from. Harlequin, Harlequinade. Impotence is a bitch, but at least it's not a notorious whore like MJ. Three stars. <laughs> oh, man. Ouch. She's not wrong. Also, I just want to point out so many of these reviews were just rent? <laughs> Question mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Dickovich, the rent. worst landlord ever. <laughs> rent, rent, rent. <laughs> I love in that third movie. He's like, rent. He's like, I'll get your rent when you fix this damn door. My favorite rent is when Peter's like sneaking out to go to the play and Dickovich runs out of the goddamn bathroom with his pants down. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my money? <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. This last one's from Tati. I don't blame Harry for slapping Peter. Toby has the most punchable face I've ever seen. Four stars. He definitely does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help that, you know, in his personal life, uh, Toby's got a bit of a rep. Does he? Oh, dude. He. Yeah. Uh, He's got a he's got a lot of emotional problems. Oh, shit. Yeah, he gets. His uh, Roland brothers wasn't all acting then. You ever see the movie Molly's Game? No, but I've heard of it. Uh, there's a character in the movie played by Michael Sarah called Player X, and mm-hmm. of, allegedly Player X is based on Tobey Maguire. Oh shit! And he's just like he's got you know gambling problem, barks orders at people beneath him, treats people like shit. He's kind of a psycho. Like all that's based on a lot of accounts of Tobey Maguire. Oh, so he's not nice? I thought he was nice. <laughs> I, maybe he's mellowed out over the years, but around like 2007, 2008, like, yeah, he was, uh, he had a, he had a, he had a rep. No, oh, damn, dude. Maybe that. No Way Home, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland being such nice dudes, maybe they softened him up a bit. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeesh. Um, all right, with that, let's, uh, let's rank these fuckers. There's 10 theatrically released spider-man movies if you count the two animated ones which of course we fucking do and uh why don't you start us out 10 to 1 
What's the order you would put these in from worst to best? I'm so scared to do this. I'm going to get canceled. Okay. You want like rapid fire or can I say a little bit about them? Oh, yeah. Say a little bit. Take as much time as you want. Okay. I'll explain my verdict. At least I think this is the order I'll put them in. I might I might change them after I hear yours. But right now, number 10 for me is Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think that's the worst one. Um, I think that the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movies, he is the best live-action Spider-Man. I don't like his Peter Parker. He's too cool, but I think he's the one of the best Spider-Men that we get. Um, but yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2, man, the villains were kind of gross. I didn't like the Goblin. Uh, Electro was cool. I just don't like that they made him blue, honestly. Um, I liked him a lot better in, in No Way Home. But uh, the only thing I think they did right about that movie, again, is Spider-Man and his suit and the death of Gwen Stacy. And that is it. Number nine is Spider-Man 3. Uh, again, just because too many villains. I think the jazz scene is is really cringy. I don't I don't like it. I do watch it. I do like it more every time I watch it, but yeah, no. Okay, this one, uh this one I might get flack for. Uh this one is Amazing Spider-Man, Don't with the Lizard. Um Again, I just don't like his Peter Parker, and there's better Spider-Man movies out there. Uh, number seven. <laughs> Hear me out. Number seven is the original Spider-Man with Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin. Um, just because I like... I think he's a really good Peter Parker. He's a really good Spider-Man. The Green Goblin is incredible about that movie. Um, but I do like Tom Holland's trilogy a lot more just because I think it's more comic book accurate. Uh, where am I? Number five? It's number six. Number six. Um, number six is going to be Far From Home. Um, Mysterio was the best part about that movie. He was so fun. He is, he is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Spider-Man villain. He was so fucking cool in that movie, dude. Um, and I just, like I said, I think Tom Holland is the best of both worlds. He's the, he's a really good Peter Parker. He's a really good Spider-Man and MJ too. Um, I just wish it was still in New York, but whatever. Um, number five is homecoming. There's introduction to an amazing, you know, return like homecoming. He's back in Marvel's hands, at least for a little bit. Uh, number four is no way home. Uh, I think No Way Home is the best live-action Spider-Man movie we get for Spider-Man fans. That's why it's number four. Number three is Spider-Man 2, because I think it's the best live-action Spider-Man for anyone, and it's just, you can watch, it's timeless. Number two is Into the Spider-Verse, for obvious reasons, and number one is Across the Spider-Verse. I think Across the Spider-Verse is just a fucking masterpiece. It is so good. Nice. Believe it or not, we had most of those in common. Really? Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, mine are just a little bit more influenced by nostalgia. Uh, gotcha. So my number 10 is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That is easily the worst Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, we didn't need a shoehorned in green goblin. We didn't need Rhino there for some reason. Electro 
I don't know why they make him like a weird nerd first. Yeah. Uh, I like Electra's music. I think that's really cool. And Jamie Foxx does give a good performance. Everything just feels like so crammed into two and a half hours. Like they didn't, yeah. they could have made this two movies. Uh, especially just Harry Osborne shows up one day and is like, Hey, remember when we were such great friends? Like what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to kill Norman Osborne. Like, yeah, we're not going to get to see him do anything. Exactly. Yeah. And then they kept teasing the Sinister Six movie that Sony has had a hard on for for 10 years. They're like, it's not going to happen. No. Uh, number nine is Spider-Man three. Okay. Same problem. Too many villains rush story. Uh, but it does grow on me Yeah, because the parts that work work really well, but the parts that don't overshadow the parts that do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will That's... never, I love James Brown. I fucking hate that song because of this. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous i mean in the com you know in the comics the black suit does channel peter's anger makes him more aggressive makes him irritable it doesn't turn him into a jazz douche so i the only good defense i heard about that is because the venom feeds on what you believe is evil that's what that version of the og whiz peter parker perceives as evil and bad that is the only good defense I've heard about that. So Peter's version of evil is emo haircuts and jazz music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus, that's great. I also hate the convenient way the symbiote shows up. Just oop, little meteor hits in Central Park right when Peter Park <laughs> is on in Central Park. Like, come on. You just introduced an astronaut in the previous movie. You can't con connect those two. I know. Like, have have him be the one that has it. That's why he should have been Venom, dude. Yeah, it would have made it would have made more sense. Make Eddie Brock an astronaut, and you know, I don't know. Maybe he gets fired for drugs or something. Becomes a photographer. I don't know. But there were that could have been. It could have made more sense. Just having the suit. Just pop. Yeah, <laughs> lazy. Uh. I also don't like that they gave us a dumb Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I like Gwen Stacy and Amazing Spider-Man a lot more. Yeah. Actually, Bryce I Dallas like Howard is super hot. That that helps. But yeah. her character is so like non-essential to this movie. Yeah. It's just yeah. What a and also what a waste of James Cromwell as Captain Stacy. We see him maybe once. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot that that movie does wrong. Number eight, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It's just not what anybody wanted. Yeah, I can see that. I like when he gets bit. I like that train ride home. And, you know, he the person puts the bottle on his head. I don't know who would do that, but I thought that was cool. I liked the training montage. That is me. That is just me. Yeah, the suit looks a little bit more homemade. Yeah, I like that. These movies never explain how Peter Parker is like a whiz kid at sewing together fabrics. Because uh, the Spider-Man suit is a complex thing to sew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the cast is decent. Andrew Garfield, I I agree with you. He's a good Spider-Man as Peter. I don't believe this guy was ever bullied or considered oh, he's so cool. uncool. He's so cool. 
No, no. Gwen, of course, Gwen would be into him. He's Andrew Garfield. Yes, exactly. Uh, everyone else, you know, Martin Sheen, Sally Field, Reese Iffins, Emma Stone. Not bad. It's just it feels like an afterthought because for Sony, it was it was for money. Like there, there wasn't really any intention to make a, a memorable product here. I think No Way Home retroactively made everybody really love and respect Andrew Garfield Spider Man more. Yeah. And now here's where we differ. Number seven is Spider Man Far From Home. Really? Yeah. I love all of these movies, so it's hard for me to say what's like worse than you know. Everything's good. It's just everything. Everything else I've got is better. Mm -hmm. I like Far From Home. I thought Gyllenhaal was a great Mysterio. I love the way Mysterio unfolds in that movie as this like multiversal hero here to save us from elemental beings. But it's all bullshit because that's what Mysterio does. He's a bullshitter. And I love that we got that reveal. The moment where it's like, oh, that's that's how he's been doing this. So good. It's and of course, the, the nightmare sequence where like Peter gets in that first vision is fucking awesome. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite Spider-Man scenes ever. Is yeah. Yeah. is that how? Because though Mysterio doesn't have any powers in the comic books. No, he just projects very okay. well-made illusions. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Re- I didn't really know who Mysterio was until like I know I knew who he was, but I didn't know anything about him until mm-hmm. this movie. So I was the only like Spider-Man nerd in the audience who was like, oh, "It's not real." <laughs> Yeah, this I went and saw it with my family, and they were all like, "Wow, this Mysterio guy is really cool! Like, what a powerful guy!" And I'm the only one thinking, "Like, he's so full of shit." This is Quentin Beck <laughs> is a he's a two bit low life who can't do anything without his fishbowl and his magic gloves. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when they did that, I was worried they weren't going to do that. They were going to like reinvent Mysterio as like a powerful villain, but no. When he's just like, "Ha, gotcha!" I was so relieved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah that's good but it does lose some points for you know leaving New York and all that Um, now we're going to get controversial number six is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse I'm sorry yeah Yeah, number six is into the Spider-Verse why I love it. I do love it. I just love everything else more. Oh, man. What? So be- before Across the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse was my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. <laughs> I get this a lot. What? I have, okay, what I have no problem like with that. Okay. I, did, I like it a lot. I do like it a lot. I just like, like I said, everything else is better for me. Um, I... I'm more partial to the Peter Parker Spider-Man. That's that's, fair. that's that's the one I grew up with. That's the one I've always, you know, yeah. I I have no I have no way to justify my decision here or explain it. It just feels right to me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I I do like Peter Parker Spider-Man just a little bit more too. I just I don't know. I like spy I like Spider-Man being a mentor or even like depressed Spider-Man in the sweatpants. Ah, oh, that's so good. It was. It was really good. Uh, number five is Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Yeah. When they announced that 
Marvel and Sony had worked out a deal and Spider-Man was going to be rented to the MCU. I was so, so excited. Yep. And then when Captain America Civil War came out and we got to see this Spider-Man, I lost my goddamn mind. I was so happy. <laughs> when when they're, do- you remember in the movie when, you know, Stark's like, I know a guy and it, it smash cuts to Queens. Yeah. And everyone, everyone who knew what was coming yeah. was just like, oh my God. I did too. I was like, fuck. Oh. Yeah. So cool. And then Homecoming gives us a proper high school, just starting out Spider-Man. Yeah. Who takes on Michael Keaton's vulture. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. I love the scenes of just him in high school, just trying to not be Spider-Man, trying really hard to hide it and not doing a good job of it. Exactly. Yeah. And I love MJ just stalking him the whole movie, clearly into him, just asking him all these personal questions. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I have, his relationship I have with of- Ned is so great. It's It's yeah. awesome. I have a lot I want to say about the home trilogy because I feel like people don't like it or they say they don't like it just to say that they don't like it. But I'll I'll say what I have to say after you're done breaking them. Yeah, it becomes popular or it becomes like people like to not like popular things just because they want to sound like the smart person in the room. And I've always hated that contrarian mentality. Like, how about you create your own personality? Like Exactly, And here we get controversial again. Number four is Across the Spider-Verse. What? Yep. Yep. No! All right. So, admittedly, I have only seen this once. I saw it recently. It was very good. But nostalgia wins for me. Like, there there are movies here that I will go to all the time that mean a lot to me. And... Maybe Across the Spider-Verse will be that one day, but at the moment, to me, it's just just the movie I saw last weekend. (laughs) It's like the first time we see like Spider-Man 2099 is one of my favorite Spider-Man. Like at the end of Spider-Verse. He was so like weirdly sadistic. Yeah. Just like the first time we see him and he like, you know, when Gwen's, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to, you know, minor spoilers when she's fighting the vulture and he comes in and he has that theme dude god that's also one of my favorite themes of all time that's so good yeah i'm excited to see how i mean clearly that character is going to get some sort of redemption arc in part three yeah i just i hope i hope that hope it's good because he's going to need some goddamn big redemption yeah what a monster Mm -hmm. uh number three spider-man 2 Okay, yeah. Love it. Doc Ock is fantastic. It's a great emotional journey, too. We just we've talked about it at length. Number two, original Spider-Man 2002. This this changed the game. You know, you had Spider-Man was kind of a goofy, you know, not taken that seriously in Hollywood character. I mean, they'd made some movies in the 70s, low budget, where it's like horrible. And now we get a legitimate, we get a acclaimed director in Sam Raimi. We get character actors like Willem Dafoe and Cliff Robertson and J.K. Simmons, like being in this movie. And it just does such a great service to all these characters and made them movie characters, like movie icons, not just comic icons. Yeah. And it holds up. It's fun. It's hilarious. It's exciting. It It works. But the Holy Grail of spider-man movies is spider-man no way home no one is gonna top that one i'm i love the animated movies i love 
the Raimi movies. I love all of these movies, but the fact that we even got No Way Home is still amazing to me. Yeah. The logistics that went into making that work, if anybody said no, the whole project collapses. Yeah. But they got everybody. They got all the villains. They got all the spider people. They got fucking Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Like everything worked. And it was so beautiful. And one of the greatest theater experiences in my life. And just such a gem yeah, of a movie that everyone was hoping we would get. But I don't think anyone was certain we were going to get. We all wanted that movie. But at the back yeah. of our mind, we were like, there's no way. Yeah. But there fucking was. And it worked. And it was amazing. And it's such a great watch. And it, it's the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. Yeah, I think I think I, I am going to change. I, I'll make that number two. <laughs> I'll make Into the Spider-Verse number three and Spider-Man two number four. I'll shift it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. It just was such a, I remember going to see, it was right after Austin and I got back from LA and we, we were, I, I was, I missed opening, opening night cause I was on a plane. So I spent the next day completely off social media cause I didn't mm-hmm. want to, I didn't want any, yeah. like, can you believe what happened in Spider-Man No Way Home? I did not want any spoilers at all. I didn't want to see a screenshot Same. of Tobey Maguire, nothing. Yep. And I managed to avoid all spoilers. I made it to the theater and I just basked. It was so wonderful. Just every moment was like, oh my God. I, I freaked out like seven times. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good movie, dude. Like just the little moments of like at on the bridge, the Doc Ock theme starts playing, a pumpkin yeah. bomb flies by, the goblin theme starts playing, and you're just like, fuck, they're going for broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want I might watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm jazzed now. <laughs> so good i i'm lucky because uh caitlin hasn't seen any of them <laughs> she she hasn't seen any of the tom holland trilogy so no. that'll be fun that'll be fun or the garfield you. ones i don't think she saw the garfield ones either you should do like you know o2 to 21 spider-man marathon so that way when she gets to no way home she'll have all the she'll know what everything is yeah man <laughs> who um okay here's a question who is your favorite love interest in all the spider-man movies in all 10 oh it's definitely uh zendaya's mj because mm-hmm. she's her own character who yes. doesn't need to be defined by spider-man she just loves him for who he is and he loves exactly. her for who she is it's a healthy not codependent relationship two people just Normal. doing the right thing <laughs> yeah yeah, people, I don't know, people fucking shit on the on the home trilogy. I don't know why, man. Like all three movies were his origin story. Yeah. And they were great. They're so good, man. So good. People are like, oh, Flash Thompson is such a fucking like a douche. That's not a bully. That is a modern bully. I don't know, like, if you've been to school, you know, recently. That is a fucking high school bully. What are you talking about? Yeah. Bullies aren't just, you know beating the shit out of people in the hallways anymore. Now yes, they're like, exactly. you know, they're spamming their Facebook page with, you know, insults. And that's what that flash would absolutely do. And then people always say like, oh, he's fucking, you know, Iron Man Jr. Iron Man carry the movie. But Spider-Man's mentor in the beginning was the Fantastic Four. Like he got help from the Fantastic Four. And this version, every version of the character is a little different. Like this version of the character, you know, loses Aunt May, loses Tony Stark, has to, you know, loses his whole support system. Everything by the end of No Way Home starts fresh. This is the Spider-Man that's, you know, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that New York needs. 
Yeah. And it's okay to be a little different. It's okay. Exactly. That's the point. That's the point of Spider-Man. That's that's the point. That's why there's so many. That's why Spider-Verse is such a big concept and why it's so popular. That's why there's so many different versions of them. I don't recall. Like, I don't think these people are saying the same thing about there being a T-Rex Spider-Man just walking around. Yeah. Like, that's totally okay. But a Spider-Man mentored by Iron Man, that's too much to comprehend. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ah, just let people enjoy things. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, all right, who's your hmm? web slinger? The the gun, the cowboy one, he's fucking cool, man. (laughs) I love that his horse had a mask, too. (laughs) Yeah, um, who's your favorite villain of the movies? That's 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 tough. Mysterio is up there for sure, but um, uh, so is Vulture, honestly. I don't know, man. Uh, it could it could just be because I didn't like Fisk. That's the one thing I didn't like about Into the Spider Verse. I didn't I didn't I didn't care for for his whole thing. Um, twenty ninety nine doesn't count. He's not a villain. I don't think. Um, probably I mean, to Doc me, Ock. to me, he is. But I guess the spot is the official villain of the movie. So. Yeah, I don't think he's a. He's definitely an antagonist, but he's so like hell bent on doing the right thing. He like ignores the right thing you know what i mean i don't want to spoil too much but yeah yeah i, I got you uh so, so doc ock doc ock or mysterio yeah for sure nice for me because he totally dominated two movies 20 years apart it's willem defoe's green goblin <laughs> that's just perfect casting and I, I love that they they approached him for no way home and was like hey we're doing this super spider-man project we'd love if you did a cameo and he's like I want to be the main villain and I want to do my own stunts. And they're oh, like, really? sure. That's what happened. Yeah. He was like, they were, they approached him to be, have a minor role. And he's like, I love playing the goblin. I want to do it again. I want to be the main bad guy. And I want to do as many of my own stunts as possible. He's in his like seventies. Yeah. Sixties uh, or seventies. Hey, you're the one that told me <laughs> what was it that he did? He's like, he tried to fit into a costume, but his dick was too big. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, yeah. There's a movie. I think it's called antichrist where he plays like a guy who gets his, there's a scene where he gets his like junk destroyed with a rock or something like that. And they needed to put a stunt dick on him or something like that. But the one they had didn't fit over his real dick. Cause apparently Defoe is packing heat oh and uh, everyone found out due to that story. And he didn't refute it. Cause why would you? And, uh, <laughs> It just explains, you know, why the goblin's so goddamn confident all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if that's not big dick energy, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like I like the Green Goblin suit in No Way Home more than the original movie. See, everyone had an issue with like the the mask with the permanent like ah, snarl thing on it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I'm like the only person who thought that was cool. <laughs> it was cool. I just like the purple and green. He looks more like a. I guess he looks like a goblin with the thing on, but he looks older. I don't know. Well, I think, you know, a lot of the fans were disappointed with the mask because you didn't get to see Defoe, get to just, you know, be Defoe, emote. So they just went with a different approach, which I like. Did you ever see the screen test for the original mask? No. What was the original mask? Like a thick layer of green makeup and yellow eyes. It looked so fucking weird. 
Oh, okay. I'll okay. look it there, up. Okay. There's video. Look up Green Goblin's uh, makeup screen test, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And it's, it's Defoe under there, and he's like, nah, nah, like making faces. And eventually, they were like, "This isn't gonna work." Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I have to look it up here. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, don't think about it. That scene with Tom Holland beating the shit out of the Green Goblin at the end of No Way Home. Fuck, man. One of the best lines and deliveries in the entire damn franchise is in that scene where Norman, oh, I'm sorry, the goblin yells at him, you know, what is it? Uh, strong enough to have it all, too weak to take it. Yeah. And he just starts, oh my God. It's because so perfect. Spider-Man yeah. is that fucking strong. He could kill him right then and there. Well, there's that, there's that moment where he does punch the goblin and the goblin winces like it hurt. And then he starts like smiling and cackling because he's like, oh, I can corrupt this one. Mm. <laughs> it's perfect. That goblin has been the worst nightmare of two separate Spider-Men. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Got it. Yeah, I'm going to watch oh, No Way Home. <laughs> the scene, the scene, man, when, when they're all in his apartment and Spider-Man has the spider sense from the other fucking room that there is a slight personality change in Norman. <laughs> God, fuck. It's all so just fantastic. I Oh, my God. Okay, number two, No uh, no Way Home. Number three, Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I love that we got a proper Sinister Six. And uh, somebody pointed out that, like, no, it's only five. It's like, well, Mysterio jump-started that shit. So he's the the, the sixth silent partner. Oh, the Sinister Six. We, do we have all six? In No Way Home, we've got Doc Ock, Electro, the Green Goblin, Sandman, and the Lizard. So we got five. But if you count Mysterio, who revealed Spider-Man's identity at the end of the last movie and pretty much started this whole thing, that's six. Oh, shit. Yeah, that is all six. Yeah. I forgot that the Sandman was in No Way Home. He's not very... Yeah, it's cool that he's there. Him and the Lizard, are. it's cool that they're there, but they're not very effective on the plot. Oh yeah, I forgot the lizard was <laughs> fuck. <laughs> the sixth member was supposed to be Venom. Like he was supposed to have a major role, but then they thought he would overshadow everything else, so they did they didn't do it. Yeah, because you know, because once a Venom is in a Spider-Man movie, people are gonna want black suit. Well, also that Venom has no beef with Spider-Man. Like there, there would be no explanation of like why they why they're fighting. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. You need that. You need the establishment movie before you have the arch enemy movie. Yeah, that's that is fair. You know, they had a backup plan if they couldn't get everybody on board. The backup plan was a Craven the Hunter versus Spider Man movie. I was just about to say Craven would have been a cool villain too. He's yeah. probably gonna be the villain for the new movie. He's getting his own movie. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. He is. Yeah. In October, and apparently it's a hard, it's a hard R, and is like super gory. Oh, damn. Yeah, so they're going for it. Who's playing Craven? Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was kick-ass. What? Yeah. He's I playing mean, he's, Craven? He's gotten beefier, and he's got more facial hair now, so he has grown up a little bit. So I, I think he's a good actor. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does. Okay. Um, okay. Rhino is the bad guy. But why is Craven a good guy? Because Sony really wants to make a Sinister Six movie, so they they're doing like 
Venom, Morbius, Craven the Hunter, like they're building towards something that nobody wants. No, stop it. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> so who they're obviously gonna do another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Yeah, Tom Holland said they were talking about it until the writer's strike happened. Like Daredevil has to be in it. Probably. I, I keep saying I want a street a street crime movie where Holland's Spider-Man. Charlie Cox's Daredevil and John Bernthal's Punisher team up to take down the Kingpin. That would be cool. That'd be a good movie. I feel like after the home trilogy, they need a more low key threat. Yeah. We've gotten, you know, the multiverse was ripped open. Maybe we go back to, you know, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But then I also feel like the stakes are kind of lower because like Spider-Man's like, hey, I fucking fought an alien in space. The Kingpin is just a man. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like he beat Thanos. That is true. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kick ass. Uh, anything else you want to add before we uh we, we go out here? No. Spider Man's fucking great. Yeah. That's uh, it. <laughs> Spider Man Two is currently streaming on Disney Plus along with uh most of the other Spider Man movies. Uh, Venom: Let There Be Carnage is not there, but uh everything else is. Including the first one. The home trilogy is not. Only Homecoming. Oh. Well, that's weird. I don't know why, but... So, the Raimi trilogy, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and just Homecoming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Venom. And and Venom, yeah. Not Morbius or Venom 2, just Venom. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't make the rules. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you like what we do, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com or always send us a message through the socials. Check out our letterboxed accounts for daily reviews. You can search me at Connor95, and in my friends list, you can find the rest of the team. Check out our website, filmgasm.com, where I have a link to that letterbox if you want to read reviews, and you can also find articles, trailers of upcoming films, and every episode of our show. If you'd like to become a monthly donor to Filmgasm Productions, feel free to click on the link in the episode description. From there, click on support this podcast. You can choose to donate a dollar a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month, and we appreciate any donations that you think we deserve. Thanks to the entire Filmgasm team for their constant friendship and contributions to the show. Thanks to Cooley Cal for our awesome theme music, and thanks to you for checking out the show. Remember that balance is important in life. If you have a job to do, do it well, but don't let it consume you. There's always room for love and happiness. Take it easy, keep watching movies, and we'll see you next time.